deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack This is a Harry Potter play read podcast for lapsed fans I am your host ZC and I'm Liz. And Liz, what did you think? I got to put a little spin on it. I put a little, a little, you know, like when you're watching a TV show and it's like a special episode and they like tweak the intro just a little bit. Oh, like the X-Files and it's like, yeah. trust no one and you just get that, get those yeah. shivers, right? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a, a, a slightly different episode. This isn't, this isn't your typical X-Files episode. Right. This is yeah. going to be a plot episode. You better, you better remember <laughs> what happened with those bees 10 episodes ago. <laughs> you better have that one on lock. That's right. Uh, for this one, you better you better have your um, your the- your theater attire on. Your theater uh, degree. Your theater finally, degree. Yeah. Finally, the use for it. Just kidding, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. I hey, I have a, I have a, a creative writing degree, which I think is even maybe more useless. So, I, <laughs> well, here we I'm are. Allowed. What are you talking? about yeah okay you know what fair yeah here we are i'm a a podcast extraordinaire you're right yeah 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 um uh but yeah no we we are taking a trip to the theater uh Mm. and we have read the first okay what is it we read the first (laughs) act of the first no first no the first part part of the first act the first part of the first act yes the uh um the the cursed child is split into two plays um and we read the first half of the first play uh and and I, you know this has been a long time coming this 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 feels so good to be reading um mm. cuz i feel like this has been like <laughs> this has been like the albatross like looming over the show like since we started it right like yeah yeah cuz like we'll, we'll be doing our research, reading the lore, all of that, some background work, and then mm-hmm. some, and then, like, something from Cursed Child is, like, kind of in the corner, like, looking at us through a right. window. And I'm like, I get, I get the flashes of it, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell is that's about. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, like, read a character's profile, and then we'll get to, like, an after Hogwarts thing, uh, mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll say, after Hogwarts, this character... Beca- became the president and i'm like well that sounds fake but okay yeah um, like get get in here scorbus fans scorbus scorbus fans yeah the, the fact that there are characters named Scor- scorpius and and albus not dumbledore different albus right um is a is a big just just something that's like been kicking around like in the in the margins right just oh like, and the obvious one voldemort fucks voldemort that's fucks, always of course. in the margins yes yeah people 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 have been upset about that you know that that's like a that's like a uh uh a, a group anger that we have like felt every every harry potter fandom post that we have looked at over the years of recording this has like had the you know had it has been colored by the uh the knowledge that voldemort fucks and 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 the way the fandom has dealt with that right yeah Um, yeah and like we the whole time we've been able to detect this 
you know, bubbling rage just You're under right. the surface. Um, I think that's a big mistake to even assume that Voldemort doesn't fuck because I just kind of always assumed that he did. Yeah, I think it's a little mean to Voldemort to assume he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, why I, not? Why not? You you look at that guy. He's a you know, I, I, depending on he's, on, on he's how guy, you imagine right? him. Yeah, he's cool. He's a, he's he's handsome. He's got a snake nose. Mm-hmm. You know, and unless he is explicitly like said like, "Hey, no, I'm not interested in fucking," which is also fine. Right. But but he never says that, so I, I think I think it's fair to assume that this man who craves power probably likes to you know get his get his wand wet. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I would just assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, that is something that has haunted the fandom for a very long time, uh, and it's it's good. I, I I think it's good good to be here finally. Good to be reading this and good to be able to figure out what what the problem is what 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 is what is the beef here right um, finally uh and and it it, it it's also funny to think about um i think yeah yeah the first one of the first things that i think uh kind of kicked this whole show off is that i uh before we started the the, the shrieking shack i was in england mm and we had been like talking a lot about the ideas that would eventually become the show right but like i went to england and like saw the playhouse with right. the big the big building you saw you saw the big nest i saw the giant nest i saw the the <laughs> the, the like entire city block length title that has jk rowling's the cursed child uh mm-hmm. printed on it which i think is maybe the first piece of the puzzle here. Um, so I, I would like to take us in a little, a, a little time machine voyage here. Very appropos, appropos for this play. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, they're going to take us back to 2015 when this play was announced. Mm. Uh, JK Rowling confirms Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. This is from the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. An exciting announcement has been made by JK Rowling via Twitter. Now that's a headline that you don't <laughs> see anymore. No, that's that's that that's just the good clean fun that we don't get anymore Mm-mm. around these parts. Uh, confirming the opening of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, a play set to open in London's West End at the Palace Theatre next year. This announcement was made on the 18th anniversary of the publication of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The tweet confirms that the play will not be a prequel. There was actually. The, the idea of a Harry Potter play being, like, the next thing, I guess, was kicking around for kind of a while. Um, she had talked about wanting to do a play and and ha- had, like, I guess, suggested that it would be, like, about the Potters before Harry or something. There's hmm. a... There, there's the, like, the- hair care guy? Maybe I have I have I have no idea, but 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 originally it was going to be a prequel. So the news that it was going to be set after the epilogue um, was news at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the tweet confirms the play will not be a prequel and be quote a real treat for fans unquote as a new story that was made exclusively for the stage. The writer Jack Thorne and director John Tiffany, uh, and J.K. Rowling herself will collaborate to produce the play the content of which blah, 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 blah. So right off the bat, JK Rowling is announcing this. Uh, and it is being pitched as this is the sequel to Harry Potter. The the books, the books you love. 
Yep. Uh, when you go and see the playhouse in London, it says <laughs> J.K. Rowling's The Cursed Child. Right. When you buy the book at the and you see the book at the bookstore, it's it is titled J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. The story continues on stage. Mm. I think from the beginning here, uh, some expectations were being t- set. Yeah, it just seems like the first rake you could step on. Mm. Yeah, before the play is even out, uh, it is being marketed and pitched as, holy fuck, holy shit, we are getting a new Harry Potter. Um, and of course, this is like pre- Obviously, pre pre her becoming, you know, like a, a super villain, but also pre her kind of becoming uh, persona non grata in the, in the fandom as well. Um, I, I, th- I think around you know 2015, she was still this was still the stage where J.K. Rowling was getting these glowing interviews everywhere. She was still like tweeting out little tidbits about Harry Potter that everyone you know would glom onto. She she was doing her "I'm sorry I killed Dobby" thing every year <laughs> to celebrate the Battle of Hogwarts, right? Like this was this was she was uh th- th- this was J.K. Rowling like at at the peak, right? Of just like yeah, enjoy, enj- like enjoying the popularity. She was going on um a victory lap that would like she didn't think was ever going to end, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, like 2015. Keep in mind, this is also pre-first Fantastic Beat. Like there, there is not a dent in the armor at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at, le- at least in like the wide, uh, the wide, wide public perception of her of her persona. So I, I, I don't think anyone had any reason to believe like like this might not be the thing that they want. You know, <laughs> like they were people. People very much took this marketing at face value. Um, Do you remember? When it was announced, uh, can this... you think back and yeah. and remember uh, what it was like? I'm trying to remember how I felt about it when it came out because I think where I was in my life, um, I still largely was positive about Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was a, that was a book series that I loved, right? Mm-hmm. But I'd also sort of moved on, yeah, um, just in life, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember this being announced. Um, and it was like I immediately went cold on it because I'm like, oh, it's a play that I can't see. And right. I don't really enjoy reading plays. So I, so I, pro- those are probably my two thoughts. And then I just didn't think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was entirely checked out at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I liked Harry Potter as a teen. Um, yeah. But I think Deathly Hallows just i i think i put i kind of put it to bed after that i was like well that wasn't very good but i but it like i i wasn't stewing over it right like i wasn't mm-hmm. um I, I i i wasn't like writing fix it fix or whatever like i yeah. i just sort of moved on um right and so when the play was announced i think my main thought was like huh i wonder if that'll be a movie too because mm, I'm still wondering that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm also still wondering that now. But it's like, because because plays are not like mass consumption media, really. No, but you have. Well, and this is, and especially this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the 
this is the expensive kind. This the expensive is... and in two places kind. Uh-huh. Yeah, this I mean yeah, this is a West End play. This is so this is uh you know, this is not the one that you go and get cheap tickets for the day of when you're visiting London. This is a you you go to London to see this, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is a a big deal. It's in its own theater. Um, this is not for everyone, but you can read the script if you'd like. Right. Something that that the masses um, classically love to do. <laughs> the, that pastime we're always engaging in. The general audience, um, <laughs> we're reading a lot of play scripts. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're playwrights are some of the biggest celebrities, uh, on, you know, in in the media sphere today. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, once upon a time in, like, the fucking, I don't know, 1500s or whatever, that's how it was. But, like, like plays are... Uh, Didn't they just go see the fucking play? Yeah, you would just go see the fucking play. But, 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 but like, now, nowadays, a play is, like, an outing, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not a convenient, uh, uh, like, me, like, media consumption thing. And, and, and so it's, it, it, it's, it's fucking expensive. So, I, so, like, my first response was, like... This is this is going to be a movie, surely, because because if this is really the eighth Harry Potter story, there's no way they're going to make you go to a theater to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, b- I don't need to worry about this because there's no way the eighth Harry Potter story will be a play, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no like, way, right? Because like, there's pl- there's plays of a lot of things. I like there's plays of fucking like the near video games have plays there's phoenix wright plays right but you like you can go they are... see the damn spider-man right <laughs> yes, you can Spider- go see the damn the damn green day album <laughs> I, d- I have in fact <laughs> seen the green day musical i went i've seen the the stage play based on american idiot um, now that now that is culture that is theater uh, that is theater <laughs> but i but i was like looking at this at the time and like I still do, I look at this and go like, this is going to be like like me in 2015 looking at this going like I'm sure this will be fun, but it's not. This isn't the real eighth Harry Potter, right? Like, well, I mean, this is immediately content that most people are locked out of. Yeah, yeah. It period. is. It is. It is. It is purely an outing for people with a lot more disposable income to spend on entertainment. Uh, and travel than like the average Harry Potter fan. Like like uh, like I would I would be shocked if a single percent of Harry Potter fans have actually seen the play. Right? Like it, it, it like it is just not. It 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 is not. It's not a mass media uh uh tool anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 it is a it is an you know and and like like this isn't a criticism but but like it is a uh. Like 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 the spirit of theater is because you like it that way, right? Like 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 theater b- being there and seeing real actors and and like seeing a, a a stage production happen in real time. That is like you know it's like me listening to classical music, right? Like I it's not <laughs> it's I I like it because I like that it's old, right? I like it that I mm-hmm. like this is an old tradition, and 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 likewise, like this this is not. This is not being broadcast out to like the wide audience of like if you're if you were looking for more Harry Potter, here's the next movie, here's the next novel, right? Like this is just not not a way to get a story into a lot of people's vision. This is a bad reference because I can't remember like barely anything about it, but do you remember when NBC just decided to start 
like showing plays. No, when was this? God, I, I <laughs> see. This is why it's a bad reference because I, I literally can't remember what play they put on. Mm-hmm. But they were. It, it might have been like an event, right? It was like it's Christmas. We're we're do, we're record, we're oh, giving you a live yeah, version. They do. Of, they do like Jesus Christ Superstar and and like Easter plays and stuff, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Maybe they. I feel like they did like a big pop culture one though, mm. like Wizard of Oz or something like that. People fucking hated it. Did they do Into and the like, Woods the review- or something? All- I don't know. And then all the reviews came in and they were just like, this sucked. <laughs> Hold on. Now I have to look it up. Yeah. I want to know what this is. I don't remember I don't even this. know how. N- NBC Live Plays? A Peter Pan Live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do remember that. I think that, yeah, The Sound of Music might be one that I remembered. I think they do, like, a lot of Christmas ones. Annie. Yeah. uh, Yep, you're right. Jesus Christ Superstar. Grease. So, yeah, I I don't, I mean, apparently they kept doing them, so I must be wrong and people liked them. (laughs) Um, But it's uh, bringing bringing some culture to the masses. Yeah, but, but like, 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 this is not a critique of theater, but it is just, like, theater is a... It is a medium at the moment that I think either you're either embracing the anachronism, right? Like, like yes. you, you're you're embracing the fact that this is a classic means of storytelling, or it's experimental, right? Like, 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 like you know, off Broadway theater. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen some plays I liked. Yeah, totally. For I, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's um, never been my bag. I will. I will be upfront about that. Yeah, I think both of us have to have to come clean here and admit that the uh the the bit the bit at the beginning of this of the printed version of this the uh the foreword uh is written for us uh, in the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we absolutely have to have a reminder of how to read a play uh right i, I think it, yeah. it must be it must have been 10 years since i last read a script before this yeah i'm college i guess college like i would have been 17 reading, or 18 years ago yeah. yeah yeah i mean like fuck i think that i think the most I, I think the the most recent play I can remember reading, like play, not screenplay, was like Antigone, and that would have been in <laughs> high school. Like I read that in like sure. senior year of high school. So yeah. I'm not I am not a theater master by any means. So if I am, if any if any theater kids are listening to this and are <laughs> jumping up and down and going insane, I, I apologize. Like I, I I am not I'm not well versed in the theater, but but it's uh, uh I I certainly feel like like it is an odd it's an odd fit for harry potter and that that was my first reaction to the news was that like this is this is going to be a passion project or like a you know it's a it's a it's a vanity project for jk rowling and it's not really the eighth harry potter story right um, well it does say it right on the back of the of the copy i have it does, it does say the eighth story and that is so. that is I mean, yeah like i said the, the 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 poster for the for the play uh that i'm looking at here says the story continues on stage so so indeed they, it does and and indeed it does um jack thorne is the writer of this play mm-hmm. uh so like you know as i was saying earlier the the right off the bat the marketing is leaning on jk rowling is announcing this play and she is talking about this play but she was not the writer of cursed child um and i think that that is a fact like i i I think that this was intentionally obfuscated and probably for exactly because of marketing reasons right like you want jk rowling is the famous person here like right jack thorne 
you know, he he wrote a play that was well received based on the film Let the Right One In. That's not that's not getting butts in seats. You know, that's that's getting theater fans in the seats. That's not getting Harry Potter fans in, right? Like he, Right. Like Yeah, my my copy has JK Rowling on the front in like 35 point font and then like below it it's like, "Oh, also these guys." Yeah, yeah. So Jack Thorne was the writer and then uh 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 John Tiffany was the director. Um mm-hmm. Uh, and the more that I look into this, the more, either, <laughs> and, then, and to be fair, I have no, you know, I, 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 I have no idea exactly how the work breakdown went, but it sure seems like every time this play is talked about publicly, Jack and, uh, 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 John sort of like bring a little bit more credit over to their side than JK Rowling. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, pure speculation territory, right? Totally. So this is my opinion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know. Guess. Yeah. Um, Every single time they kind of do interviews, like, Jack Thorne is very gracious toward J.K. Rowling, right? Mm-hmm. Very, like, I mean, again, this is, like, the, the time period where she was at her peak, and everyone was just like, wow, she's the most genius author in a thousand years. Yeah. And, and on and on, right? And so, and so he's always very gracious, but when he talks about his part, um, it's always like, I thought of this relationship, or I thought of this story beat, or I decided, like, the theme. And then whenever he talks about, like, what she brought to the table, it's like, she thought of this spell name. <laughs> right. It's, it's, the, the quote here that I, I've been obsessed with is, is an interview with Jack Thorne and John Tiffany where, where the interviewer asks, did you really sketch out the whole arc of the story in the first meeting? Jack Thorne, yes, but then it took about six months to really map the whole thing out. Every time, it was like taking a big step forward, one or two small steps back. Joe would say, this feels right, this doesn't. Tiffany, there are parts of the story where, which we first conceived them I didn't think she would let us do, but she never hesitated. It is one thing to let us continue the story, another to let us unravel the canon. Mm, yeah, so I have th- I have this this feeling. Yeah. I just feel it right now that, <laughs> I that feel, um, I just, John... T- <laughs> I, I just feel like this is real right now. Yeah. That John Tiffany and Jack Thorne like had a required monthly meeting with her, right? Where she like yeah. went through and just like, it was like, this is good. This is bad. I hate this. Like on and on. And then like, oh, I had an idea. The other one that she... Um, is often credited about is that um, Scorpius's mom died and and they had some other idea of how or whatever and she was like no it make this the maledictus curse which clearly has way more to do with the fantastic beast script she was right. writing than this play yeah. right because that's the other thing thing right is obviously we don't know what her her, her work schedule is like different writers and, and, and producers whatever all work differently some people can take on huge workloads but it, but the the timing of this she would have been very busy with fantastic beasts at this point uh right. uh the 2015 the pre the movie coming out you know this the movie would have been in in production and post-production while she's also working on a play the amount of input that she could have possibly had really i think is likely to have been more limited than the marketing would have had would have led us to believe right right um so like as we all know every story is composed of um <laughs> characters and facts <laughs> characters themes and facts. yes that's correct so and like 
it sounds like the only contributions that they ever talk about are it's not even facts it's like a sub subcategory of facts which is just like lore <laughs> lore is the new facts uh right. in, in storytelling yeah i yeah it's and and the marketing leans so heavily i mean fuck the 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 funniest piece of media i think from this pre-play rollout is the photo of the three of them together where it's <sighs> Jack Thorne and John Tiffany sitting in these armchairs, uh, and then between them is J.K. Rowling framed with this mirror behind her head, like a medieval yeah. halo, like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's absurd. It, it is, uh, I would be, if I was Jack Thorne or John Tiffany, I would be so mad about that. Like, like that, that photo is uh insulting i i i i it, it is it is ridiculous especially when the more we hear about it the more it sounds like it was their project um right right i mean that that picture is like my my one my one photo photo explainer like it encapsulates the entire like media presence of jk rowling at the time like like why not why would she not be standing in the middle of <laughs> yeah. them like with a with a medieval halo behind right. her head are you kidding me yeah yeah th th at the time that was just how she was being treated uh how yeah. uh, how fast things change but like that that is mm. that yeah that that is just where we were and i, and I suppose the 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 real you know re reaction that these writers and, and this director would have had is that like well we're just lucky to be doing this at all right like like getting to do harry potter is probably a one in a million uh opportunity right so yeah of course, i mean that's, that's yeah. the paycheck right i mean like I, i've read the most about jack thorne he's just like an industry guy right so like of course of course you're gonna take harry potter yeah of course of course now i do have i do have a fun piece of context for jack thorne mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. um that i think might shed some of the portrayals of the characters in this play that we've kind of been discussing pre-recording in an interesting light mm. jack thorne's latest play is called the end of history okay and it is a play titled after the francis fukuyama uh book uh-huh and it is it is about um some some like neo-lib parents that are i guess very very loosely based on his own parents uh realizing that that, that in fact that is not the way the world shook out and uh tony <laughs> to, I, I think specifically in this interview i was reading it's about how tony tony blair was a con artist and and, and so on and so forth and that the left is dying and that the, the, the labor killed the left so wow i can't imagine why the harry potter fandom doesn't like this play right so so that brings us to sort of the next piece of the reaction and i know, mm -hmm. I know we're doing a long build-up to getting to the actual play no, here, it's good but i but i, I think that, that that this is important to cover before we get into the actual play um this was a very well received play critically mm -hmm. like not just not just like well received i mean like this is uh like th th this is th this this thing was beloved. I mean, it, it it got six Tonys. It won best play in the Tony. Like like it is, uh, constantly. You know, yeah. I guess you know, pre pre COVID at least. Like it was like 
making money fucking hand over fist for the kind of play it is. They were expand like it was getting new showings in Australia. They built a theater for it in New York. There's another one in L.A. Like it's 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 all over the world. Like like this thing does numbers. Um, right. People like this thing unless they're Harry Potter fans, which is a really <laughs> interesting place to be. Um, uh-huh. And it makes talking about the J.K. Rowling and Jack Thorne and John Tiffany thing a little delicate because the fandom also believes that Jack Thorne wrote the whole thing. Yeah. But from the other angle of like, and that's why it sucks and, and does not. That's why we hate it. <laughs> and that's why we hate it. And that's why all the characters are so sucky and, 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 and not like the heroes that I love. Jack Thorne should have put an OOC warning on this fan fiction. <laughs> um, and that is a, a, a very, like, I feel like Cursed Child is unique in this arena. Um, because there's plenty of things that I think critics like and fans are uh, not so hot on. I, I mean, like, I think, like... Like, like, like th- this is not in the same ballpark, like, tone-wise, right? But, like, like Twin Peaks, The Return, the third season of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I think most of the critics really like that. Uh, if mm-hmm. you were a Twin Peaks fan who just wanted to see Cooper doing Cooper stuff, I think a lot of people, you know, were disappointed in that. But, nonetheless. Mm, so, like, Higurashi, uh, <laughs> is what you're saying? Oh, my God. We, mm, we have been asked, but the number one question that we have been getting uh, in our during our hiatus has been... <laughs> What did you think of the end of Higurashi Sotsu? Uh, all right, all right, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do, do it. it. We have but... to do it. Um, uh, but um, yeah, like like, like that, that's a, that's a split that happens, right? Um, mm-hmm. but I think generally in, in in that situation, I think both the fan vitriol and the critical uh praise are like they're not universal right like like there are fans who appreciate the weird spin-off there are or you know, there are critics who watch twin peaks and go nah that's you know it's pretentious or whatever like 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 it, it is it's never unanimous this feels so unanimous a split like <laughs> like like it, it won it won the t- it won a, a shitload of tonys i mean like it's it swept the tonys when it came out uh, uh, it gets nothing but glowing reviews from people who go to see it and, 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 and like actually go to see the play. And I think there's maybe one positive post a year about it on like the Harry Potter subreddit, like or like yeah, the, and the very tiny sliver of dedicated Scorbus fans out there, right? Yeah, yeah, th- that's the other thing. And and I think th- this is th- this is something that is going to be interesting to talk about. Because I, you know, we, I think we both have some theories as to why, right? But like, there, mm-hmm. there are just so many things happening around this play mm-hmm. that made approaching it to read a little intimidating. Honestly, like I wasn't sure what my reaction was going to be, and like what, like what, I wasn't even sure like what preconceived notions of it I needed to let go of, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially. Because and, and, and like I feel like it's also it's so it, it, it's I I need to make sure that I am not when I am offering praise to the play I need to I need to make sure that I'm not going like ah 
and it's okay for me to say this because J.K. Rowling didn't really write it, right? And and vice versa. Whenever there's a bad idea in the play, I can't go like, well, J.K. Rowling probably came up with that one, right? Like, it's, right, it's so yeah. poisoned uh, in, in each direction. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but nonetheless, it is a uh, uh, a, a just a, a bizarre entry in the series it's like well how how do you how do you fucking how do you review a play that was marketed as the eighth story in a seven book series that is not a book and also has all this other fucking baggage alongside i mean i sort of feel bad for 2015 harry potter fans in that if i believed marketing ever (laughs) right yeah I would be so, like, regardless of even if I wanted to buy into the story, I would be so sad. If I was like, if I picked up this book and was like, okay, this is the eighth Harry Potter book, and I sat down to read it, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, I think that's, that's reading this, this first act. I think mm-hmm. that is kind of where I am at. Um, I completely understand why people didn't like it. And I also completely understand why it is the way it is. <laughs> it, like, like right. I, can, I can see. So I guess similar to the to the, to the way that it, it is both beloved and reviled. I, I I I read this thing and was like, yeah, I get it. I I get why this is the way it is and why people talk about it the way they do. Um, One of the things that like was, was my sort of broad experience reading it is that I had to stop and start scenes over because I realized I was lapsing into like novel reading yes. in my head. Like, yeah. like th- th- it like takes effort. And I'm sure that if you read scripts a lot more often, you're probably more trained to do this. But I, I, I was very high effort with this. I tried to like imagine the inflection of all the actors. I even said lines out loud if I was trying to figure out like what the cadence Mm -hmm. of an actor would say. I tried to imagine a little soundtrack. Most of it ended up being Mario RPG music (laughs) for some reason. Um, But that's just how it is. Um, And I tried to like picture the stuff going on or how it might look like on a stage. And again, it like it goes away as you go. And all of a sudden I notice like I'm reading it in that novel monotone where I'm just like reading quickly and I have to be like nope I have to go back and start over yeah uh there's a lot of stuff that I highlighted and then would like unhighlight because I'm like "Eh, that's not worth talking about like there there, like there's especially in like the stage directions Mm -hmm. because the stage directions will say stuff that's like uh the one that immediately left out to me at the beginning is is Ron at one point says something dumb and the stage direction is it's lame. Everyone is amazed by his lameness. And right. I'm like, that sucks. And then I have to go like, no, that's good. That's that's stage directions. That's how those things are supposed to be read. You are you are not describing something to an audience. You are describing something to a director or a actor or you know someone who is involved in the production of this thing and not the intended audience it's supposed to be shorthand you're supposed to be describing the big emotions that you are meant to be conjuring through this play right and so it's very difficult to get in that in that mindset mm-hmm. for book eight <laughs> of seven right book two, which is what they tell you it is this thing was doomed from the start that that's kind of my, absolutely yeah like that, that I, and it's and it's just poisoned right like like even harry potter fans that didn't enjoy reading it, which is so understandable. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect a general audience to enjoy reading this. Um, 
And I don't mean to say that like all high and mighty no. or anything. I I mean, outside of this project, would I enjoy reading this recreationally? No, yeah. of course not. I wouldn't. So, <laughs> I, but I'm just like, the expectations were so high yeah. for people. Expectations were high. And I think the idea of what a Harry Potter story was. And I think also, this is not something I could find much discussion of, but you you were asking, you know, what what did you feel in 2015 when this was coming out? Mm-hmm. Did you did you know that it was going to be the script that was being released when this was yeah. announced? Yeah. Okay. You see, I I distinctly remember people being unsure or people mm. expecting that it was going to be a novelization. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's what I I would at face value. I don't remember yeah. what I encounter that made me not think that i think they should have released a novel i i think that that would have gone a long way i i yeah, yeah. easy yeah I, I i think that uh there's a lot going on in this play that is sort of intentionally there to kind of fuck with your expectations uh and also i think that at the center of it there's also like a big flashy time travel plot that we haven't really got to the meat of yet but it like it is there to be spectacle so some of that maybe would not be fixed but i think that the complaints about the writing would have been fixed by that because because at the end of the day people were offered as a mass market paperback something that was designed to be like for cast and crew yeah i i think that if they wanted to make people like it, they should have made it like, you know, a novelization that would have said like, based on play. (laughs) And then it just would have said like a Harry Potter story. Right. Yes. And none of this eighth story nonsense. It just would have been like a side Mm -hmm. thing. And we're, you know, we're releasing this novelization of this play because, Um, most people aren't going to see it anyway. Um, And my cynical thought about it is they just wanted to sell a shit ton of books and they don't care if people like it, right? Because why would they? People that are going to go see the play and are in the locations or like have the money and enjoy plays and want to travel for plays are going to do it anyway. Right. And it's going to win all the critical awards, but they're not making the play for a general audience. So they don't give a shit. And it worked, right? Like people lined up for this thing to buy the script. And who cares if they didn't like it? Yeah, they did a midnight release for this. Like, I remember that. (laughs) Nuts. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, it is not, it's not, it's not a book. It's not a novel. It is not a sequel to Harry Potter. Uh, So in that sense, I feel like they got what they deserved really like in terms yeah. of fandom response on the other hand i also believe that the fandom response is maybe unfortunately colored by the fact that just like you know uh p- plays you, you gotta you gotta get in a different mindset to read a play my, my yeah i will yeah. i uh i do think that um i can't say that everyone like every harry potter fan that went and saw it change their minds on it, but I would say the majority reaction when people say, oh, you didn't like Cursed Child, well, you have to see it. Like, even Harry Potter fans say that. They will even say, like, I don't like this part of the lore. I don't like that. I Like, I wish it wasn't canon, but if you go see it, you'll love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it is a it is a product in a weird spot that, that like, I, I think for the sake of sales... Uh, kind of sunk its own chances to be embraced by the fandom. Um, mm-hmm. 
And whether or not that really matters, you know, I'm certainly not out here saying like you have to do what is best for the mass audience, right? Like, like certainly not my 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 opinion, but like, uh, it is. I, I wonder how much of this was expected and how much of it was calculated. Just like, no, we we need to do, we just need to maximize how much we're getting off the book because this play, you know, plays are expensive and don't bring in a shitload of money because they open in one place, right? Like, there, it's just not. It's not a movie. It's not a it's not a mass market paperback. Um, and here's my cold shot. And I'm sorry for putting this out into the mm. world, but I bet we're going to get uh, a movie version for the 10th anniversary. We've got to, right? Like, 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 yeah, maybe. And maybe it'll be completely fucking different because um, enough enough fans hate the the plot that is here. But I could I could totally like, yeah, it's it's it, it is. It, it is not a small deal to sweep the Tonys, I, I feel like. Like it, like people, like like as far as like a uh, you know, <laughs> and I, I like to be clear, not a fan of Hamilton. Hamilton drives me fucking crazy. But like that is another thing. When when a play does that, it becomes, it, like that is like the 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 theater culture for a while. Like that's the play everyone's heard of. Mm -hmm. Cursed Child is like in that pantheon. Like even if you hate plays and you're fucking sick of hearing about them. The ones that have reached that uh, 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 spot in the culture uh, are, are like that's it. Like you get like like one of those happens every I don't know five years in like pop culture, right? Like I don't know, Into the Woods, yeah, Into the Woods, like, Hamilton, Cursed Child, like like Wicked, right? Like plays don't break through that uh, cultural barrier very often, and for Cursed Child to have done that. I think speaks to at least technically I, it, it seems like T Tiffany and Thorne did a pretty good job of it. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the little bit that we've read, I'm like the, like the writing, I'm just like, yep, you're an industry guy and <laughs> you took this beloved franchise and just got to write a story about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with that, I think it's time for us to start, stop dancing around the details and maybe get into talking about the play itself. What do you say? Yeah, I wish I had like a play voice. Play of I don't know what that means. Some sort, some sort of fancy. Like a Greek chorus. Theater. Theater. Shall I try and do one while I read the synopsis here from Wikipedia for Act One? That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> okay, hold on. It's a lot of pressure. I'm getting into. I'm doing method acting. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go out <laughs> and pretend to be a wizard in the woods for a week, uh, so mm -hmm. I can really get the right. Okay. In the opening scene, set during the epilogue of Deathly Hallows in the year 2017, Harry and Ginny Potter send their son Albus Severus on the Hogwarts Express to begin his first year at Hogwarts. Harry works a desk job as the head of magical law enforcement at the Ministry of Magic, while Ginny is the editor of the sports section of the Daily Prophet. Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger also send their daughter Rose on the train. Hermione is now Minister for Magic, while Ron manages Weasley's Wizard Wheezes in Diagon Alley, alongside his older brother, George Weasley. On his first trip aboard the Hogwarts Express... <laughs> Albus forms an unlikely friendship with Scorpius Malfoy, the son of Harry's former nemesis Draco, and his wife Astoria. Unlike his father, Scorpius is very polite, 
and very nerdy. The school is stunned when, in a break with the tradition of Potters being sorted into Gryffindor, Albus is sorted into Slytherin alongside Scorpius. How's this? Is this is this good? Is this is this a theater voice? Yes, I really like it. I feel like I'm at the at theater. The theater. Both boys are bullied by other students over the next few years. Albus, due to his perceived failure to live up to his parents. Scorpius, due to unproven rumors that he is the son of Lord Voldemort. Scorpius's mother then passes away due to a fatal disease. Albus and Harry drift apart due to Albus's struggles with his father's shadow and Harry's uncertainty on how to deal with his son's problems. Albus also drifts apart from Rose, with whom he was close to before meeting Scorpius. Prior to his fourth year, Albus gets into a fight with his father after being given the latter's baby blanket and a love potion from Ron. <laughs> that is as insane as it sounds, by the way. Uh-huh. Harry angrily says that he sometimes wishes Albus was not his son, and Albus spills the potion on the blanket. Harry obtains a prototype of a more powerful version of the Time Turner that allows one to travel into the past and change history. Simultaneously, Harry's scar starts hurting again, causing him to become concerned that Voldemort may be returning. Amos Diggory, who has become old and is cared for by his niece Delphi, <laughs> asks Harry to use the Time Turner to prevent the death of his son Cedric. After overhearing Harry refuse to help the Diggories, Albus is inspired to do so and convinces Scorpius to help him. The two escape from the Hogwarts Express to visit Amos, and they team up with Delphi to steal the time-turner from Hermione's office in the Ministry of Magic while disguised with Polyjuice Potion. End scene! End scene. There we go. The, the theater, everyone! <laughs> Um, that sounded exhausting, but thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I gotta drink some water real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I'm... I think it speaks for itself as well. <laughs> I'm doing the, I'm doing the, I'm bowing, people are throwing flowers onto the stage. It's a big, it's a big mm -hmm. to-do right now. Yeah. So, Cursed Child picks up at that scene everyone loved from Deathly Hallows. <laughs> The epilogue. The epilogue. Uh, not putting its best foot forward, I would say, in term not not in terms of quality, but in if you are trying to convince people that this is the sequel they want to Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the fandom had been stewing on hating the epilogue uh, for quite a few yeah. years by the time this came out. Yeah, yeah. The 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 discovery that this in fact like picks up and and expands upon this scene that everyone fucking hated. Uh, it's a real. That's a, that is a way to start a play. I will say, bold, a bold move. I think that this this scene was the one I found most challenging, just because I spent most of my mental energy trying to figure out who the characters were, um, and that like Harry named his kids, yeah, like names of other characters that I know. That was very confusing. Yeah, well, it's it's so it was confusing to me because I'm really stupid and I forgot that I forgot <laughs> that Harry named his kid Albus Severus, like like really? hyphenated. I feel like oh, people, everyone complains. No, about no, no, that. no, no, no. So, so specifically, this is a specific kind of stupid that I am. Uh, uh huh. I was like, okay, so here's Albus, 
who's Albus? Where's Albus Severus? I was like, that's different. Those oh, are different. That's a different sure. name. Yeah. Because I, I was expecting like, oh, I thought his name was Albus Severus. Like one, like one name, right? Oh, uh, wouldn't it be incredible if the, the main character of this play was named Albus Severus and they, all the characters had to say had that? To say it every time. Yeah, like that was so. I, I, it took me an embarrassing amount of like rereading a few for the few of the first pages to go like, oh, this is the oh right, this is the epilogue. This is the same. This is the same kid. Got it. Like I, I mm-hmm. really had trouble with that one. There are a few parts um, where Harry. Um, like Dad Harry calls Albus Al, like is like like a cute nickname, yeah. and if his name was Albus Severus, like one like hyphenated or whatever, it would have to be Al Sev. Al Sev, ooh, that's good. That's like a Dune character name. I like that. It's cool, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Al Sev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who the fuck Rose is. That I don't either. I had a really hard time with yeah, that. That I think I think right off the bat, like it, it start it starts poorly here, but I think that my main criticism of this play so far <laughs> that we uh, of what we've just just from reading the first quarter of it um rose is a total nothing character uh rose it's hermione and ron's kid yes right? they have rose and cousin, hugo cousin rose yeah uh and Hu- yeah Hu- and by the way hugo hugo appears in the epilogue quite prominently if i remember right and then is not at all mentioned in this play yeah, they deleted Hugo <laughs> and they deleted Teddy Lupin. Oh, right. Yes, Teddy. That, okay. <laughs> I will say that is kind of a glaring omission. Teddy. Yeah. That is. And, and uh, like, Teddy. <sighs> deleting Teddy. Yeah, fuck. They deleted Teddy because. His parents were deleted and then he got right, deleted. That's, that's so sad. I mean, like, <laughs> it is the same. Yeah, it is the exact same treatment that his parent characters got so like whatever <laughs> get him out of there but yeah yeah where the fuck is teddy he was just in the crowd they just didn't see him yeah he's 11 years old so he's really short and just got <laughs> caught up in the hustle and bustle <laughs> um the parent characters i think fare a little better here than it's a rough introduction i think for the for the kids uh i well i think i would have benefited from seeing this part in person because i had a really hard time not picturing them in their their like age makeup from the from the film. They look cool, uh, from what I remember. Like like the the pictures of like the stage play that I have seen. This stuff all looks pretty good. That's that's something that'll that we'll talk about when we when we watch the play itself. Yeah, uh, and, and get get to the production. But th- I think that the parents as established characters like aside from ron here who i think is a little odd uh i I picked up on these characters voices pretty much immediately yeah i think so uh it's 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 like a little rocky with ron just because it seems like he's kind of filling in for fred and george here Mm -hmm. i think that there's some lore related to that but not within the play so i don't care about it yeah like, like, I think J.K. Rowling has said some stuff about him going to manage the, like, Zonko's yeah. shop or whatever. But, but yeah, Ron just sort of plays the very two-dimensional, like, jokester uncle. He, he is literally, like, the cool uncle here. Which is, yeah. which I, which to be fair, I think is kind of a fun role for him. But, I, yeah, I don't know what else he would right. do. Um... It's just a little odd because I think that what was like, even through the worst of the Harry Potter books, 
I think the core interesting thing with Ron as a character was him feeling trapped between being like his his like successful brothers or his rebellious brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the more successful things with Ron's character is that he Ron is Ron, right? Like Ron makes choices that make him unique and like make him uh, a heroic character or whatever, however you want to describe it. But like he he comes into his own throughout the, the series. Um, mm-hmm. here he has just clearly just fallen back on like I'm the funny one. I'm 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 like Fred <laughs> and George, like, or I guess I'm I am like Fred too because Fred's gone. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in the 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 dynamic duo slot here. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe when Fred died, George was like, I don't want to do jokes anymore. So Ron had to <laughs> he's doing double duty. Had to go be go be a retail manager. I guess you'll be a retail manager. Do you think they still have a uh, a military contract? Oh, That's good question. <laughs> um, well, Hermione would be good at negotiating, oh, it, and she's she's the well, president. She's the fu- so. Oh my god, there's the fucking political scandal that's ready to tear the Wizarding World apart. Mm-hmm. She's giving she's giving like our arms contracts to her husband's company. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, wow. We got a G- Ginny. Ginny's an editor at the Daily Prophet, so mm. maybe it's just the sports section. Maybe it's not. Hard to say. Mm, hard to say. Yeah. So everyone has really boring jobs. Is 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 the establishing uh, 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 detail we get here? They got they're boring <laughs> jobs. They're adults. They're sending their kids to school. Um. God, just a great place to start. A great place to start, and and I think this the 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 thing I am most sympathetic to the fandom about. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that Harry as a shitty dad is actually a really interesting character thing um, mm-hmm. in this act, but I also have this feeling that this is the worst possible thing to offer the phantom if that makes sense in that like this is not relatable for harry potter fans yet this is this mm-hmm. story came 10 years too early to cash in on like the dad feelings thing um right. because harry potter fans i i think the majority of like the, the people who would make up the fandom right the capital f harry potter fandom they're like our age give or take like three years right and mm-hmm. we this is Harry Potter age 40 here. Um right. You know, with a, with a with a, a kid going off to school, not not with a newborn or anything which would be like more I think directly and perhaps more cynically relatable, you know, like if they just made it like a baby Yoda story or whatever like for for everyone in their like <laughs> early 30s. But it's like it's 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 taking these characters that these people that the the fandom grew up with kind of around the same age as the books were coming out and then showing you and now they are like this is you (laughs) you're gonna become insanely fucking boring in 10 years right like it's 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 not appealing the fantasy that was already dulled over the course of the novels is just gone right like like yeah it's just like harry dropping off his kids at soccer practice yeah and I don't think that's bad necessarily. Like I, I, I have no problem with that. But it is, it is. I, I again, like we said, this was doomed, right? Like there, there was no way this was going to excite anyone coming to see the eighth Harry Potter story. Yeah, I think, I think, regardless of the quality, this is a hard pill to swallow as a fan. Yeah. Um, and I think like part of that 
is that it's good when stuff ends, right? Like, yes, you just this sucks. <laughs> you just want you just want to imagine the fantasy going on mm-hmm. forever. And this is not this is not the hero savior of the world fantasy. This is sad. yeah. This is a bummer. Like Harry, Harry is Harry is a not only a cop, he's a desk cop. Uh, so yeah. he's not even like he's not even like a cool like action hero or whatever. He is just like desk paperwork guy. His boss, who is his friend from school, comes in and yells at him to do his paperwork. Like it's just <laughs> so the drudgery and 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 knowing who Jack Thorne is. I think makes this feel very purposeful, right? Like, mm-hmm. like uh, after, after reading what his other like more political personal plays are like, uh, and you know about like you know the, the failed promise of like the labor government, right? And like mm-hmm. um, him being handed this 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 big um, franchise to essentially like do mercenary work for, right? Like, of course, this is the story he's going to land on. Right. Like, like, I think that he quite aptly probably like identified exactly the criticisms we had with the ending of Harry Potter and just was like, okay, well, I guess I've got to fucking write. I can't ignore that stuff. Right. Like, I'm going to write about this. Yeah, I think that the um, the experience that I had reading this whole thing was this like creeping realization that I was going to kind of like it because he is sort of having a conversation with the source material, right? Like he, he is reflexively asking questions about it. Yeah. Um, and I always enjoy that in stories. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's, it's, it's a rough start, but I think it's one that at least has ideas that I immediately went like, Oh, this is on purpose. Like, like this is, Mm -hmm. this is a rough start introducing us to these insanely boring versions of these characters we love (laughs) for a reason. It is. And in that sense, I think it's kind of interesting because it's like, it's when you're making a sequel to something that, and like, like Deathly Hallows wasn't like reviled. Right. So it's, it's not, but the epilogue was even, even people who like Deathly Hallows, the epilogue was just such a, a huge drama for everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But like, I think of when I think of like other mass media properties that have like had to grapple with this problem, I think of like the clone wars cartoon, right. Where (laughs) Mm -hmm. they had to take something, they had to like make a show based on the movie that everyone hated the most out of the prequels. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, okay, what do we do with it? Like, what do we fucking do with this? Cause everyone hates this. The clone troopers are stupid. Like, like this is nothing. And they managed to spin it into something really interesting. Um, by uh-huh. knuckling down and just like, like, you know, just saying like, okay, well we, we are going to identify the parts that this story was maybe talking about or, or should have talked about but didn't and 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 zoom in on those and i feel like this play especially with the way that these characters are being portrayed it's kind of doing that a little bit it's like i am not going to pretend that this thing that everyone hated didn't happen um, right which is bold i don't know like like i i think that that is an interesting way to start even if it is yeah i mean in the first scene they talk about driving tests yeah <laughs> yeah it's is that the is that the wizarding fantasy taking a driving test yeah. No. no. 
<laughs> so it immediately presents the parents as as like you know these characters that everyone loved and was like here to see as these like much more domestic boring characters um which i think is is immediately going to put a lot of people off um especially because and i i think that this works for the story itself um where where the 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 kids are going to be presented as like the new these are your new heroes these are the new like characters who get to experience the magical world right but they're like new characters. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to make people care about new characters when like Harry and Hermione and Ron are like right over there, right? So I I get why people were turned off by this to start. Yeah, I it's it's sort of interesting because I found the the first couple scenes um, kind of I, I'm like I love hate them right because I can totally understand that like the savior of the of the world is standing there and he's like a boring kind of bad dad. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but you get that contrasted with the very obvious, like refresh, um, of the Harry Potter fantasy. Like I can hear, I can hear the music playing like the, the, like we're going to the Hogwarts express music <laughs> where it's all well, don't, like, don't, don't hold on to that fantasy too hard because remember Imogen Heap did the soundtrack. I'm, ima- I'm imagining an Imogen Heap version <laughs> version of the like uh happy like revealing the the magical world to you first time yeah. at the train station. And so that contrasted with uh boring desk job cop Harry Potter is story-wise I think pretty tight. You know, like that's yeah. what I would call like yeah. I would say so far I'm like this is just it's clear they got an industry guy because this is just tight storytelling. It it is so that yeah. Like I again I, I said the phrase like it, it feels mercenary earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that negatively. I just mean that like I read this and I go like this is someone who read Robert McKee's story. Yeah. You know? This like, is this, a, this th- is a guy who wrote an episode for Skins, or maybe <laughs> was the showrunner. I'm not really sure which. I, 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 heavily involved with Skins. I don't know yeah, if he like, wrote Skins or if he wrote an episode of Skins. It's one of the two. It, yeah, but it is it is um, it, it is a, 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 a like it's just a tight story. You have the contrast between the domestic and the magical you have the uh um, like immediate parallels with the original story you have the character dynamics that are like twisted just enough to be interesting right because mm-hmm. you, you know you have you have uh, uh, uh albus uh who is similar to his father is sort of the the odd one out going in here but rather than relishing it like harry did he's very you know he's he's kind of unsure about this mm-hmm. uh uh, we have the the Malfoy meeting. Who it turns out the Malfoy in this one is like kind of a nice kid. Um, well, he's like shy and polite and kind of nerdy. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, the the girl is barely a character. That's uh, classic. That's just in the tradition <laughs> of Harry Potter. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and of course we, this, this sort of the scene after they, they meet on the train there, they talk about being worried about being in Slytherin. Um, 
which is again like a, a kind of a similar thing to the first book. So like I, it, it's like it's hitting all the like yes, okay, I know exactly what this is doing. I know exactly what this is. It feels very familiar, but it has that little that little twist in the way that only like you say an industry guy could. <laughs> make this work yeah right? which like, I, I think i mean considering this is the eighth harry potter book um kind of as like an entire arc it's sort of interesting that it started as a very like tight story and then in my or at least an edited one how about that um mm-hmm. and then unraveled over the course of the series and then to read this yeah. one the eighth harry potter book it just like tightens it back up again and tells a twist yeah. on the first few books Right. I mean, like this, this is this, these scenes work for me the same way that like seeing Force Awakens worked for me the first time I saw it in a theater. Right. Like, I'm sure the more I get into this, the, the like it's going to rattle a part of it, maybe. But it's hitting the big beats very, very fast and well. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's doing its job. Right. Um, I do want to talk about the one thing that does stand out here. Sure as and i'm sorry to do the exact same thing i said i was going to be worried about doing but mm-hmm. nonetheless i think this is fair there is one part here that feels very much like jk rowling <laughs> penciled this one in okay um and that is these three kids sit down and immediately start having a fucking conversation about family trees <laughs> uh, you don't do that with people that you meet? <laughs> I, I am not doing that i gotta say yeah, I honestly, the funniest thing about this is I know that that happened. I remember having that exact thought, like, oh, of course. It's so early, too, that you're just like, oh, good, we got family tree stuff in the first ten pages or whatever it is. And I also know um, that it's classic J.K. Rowling and that I literally can't remember what it was about at all. <laughs> well, it's, it's, Who? It's, it's, it's a double whammy. Okay. Because, so... They meet Scorpius in in the train car, mm-hmm. and he's very polite and nice. And then uh, Rose uh, uh, recoils immediately when she sees his hair and his like like she's like, "Oh, I know who this kid is. This is this is this is a Malfoy." Uh, and and uh, there's rumors about the Malfoys, and right. the rumor the rumor <laughs> this is the first conversation they have with this kid. Uh-huh. Is Scorpius Malfoy's like? I bet you've heard the rumors about how Voldemort used time travel to cuck my dad. <laughs> where would where would Albus Potter, eleven year old, hear that know. rumor? It's so insane. This is this is. I again, I can't. I I I know I can't just like pin this. Oh, this this stupid part is J.K. Rowling's fault. But we do know that this is her favorite thing to do. Is is have characters talk about genealogy like it's the most important fucking thing on the planet, right? Like I I feel like the Scorpius over-explaining is sort of the funny part. Like I feel like if he had just said, everyone thinks Voldemort's my dad. Yeah, that's why they. That would like. I'd be like, okay, sure, but this, this, the rumor is my parents couldn't have children. That my father and my grandfather were so desperate for a powerful heir to prevent the end of the Malfoy line that they that they use a time turner to send my mother back. The rumor is that he's Voldemort's son, Albus. That's a lot. It's a lot of info. It's a lot. These kids are eleven. They don't know. <laughs> it's also right after this conversation where Scorpius says. 
you're Albus Potter, she's Rose Granger Weasley, and I am Scorpius Malfoy. My parents are Astoria and Draco Malfoy. Our <laughs> parents, they didn't get along. Thank you. That, yeah, this is sort of like the first big clunk in this thing, I think. <laughs> it really lurches here. And, like, I, I, like, there's... The dialogue up until this point, I think, has felt very stage natural, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine someone on a stage saying this. This is so overburdened with like <laughs> with J.K. Rowlingisms, I guess. Like I don't know. It's it's. First of all, has Harry even given his kid the talk at this point? He's eleven. Like I don't know. I think I don't he's know. pretty checked out of fatherhood, so it's hard to That's, know. Okay, Ginny might Fair. have. Has Draco? Has Draco, like, so Scorpius, you might be hearing a lot of rumors, and that was the perfect time. I did not get cucked by Voldemort. I just really want you to know that by Voldemort... There are a lot of rumors go- did, going around. Did not travel back in time and fuck your mom. That maybe not- maybe that was the, their talk before... Before Scorpius went to Hogwarts, like he sat him down and was like, okay, I have one thing to prepare you for school. There's going to be talk about me getting <laughs> cucked. It's not true. <laughs> not. I was not. <laughs> Voldemort did not fuck my wife. I want to make this very clear. Getting a lot of questions about my Voldemort did not fuck my wife shirt. <laughs> It's really incredible. My my like only guess, I suppose, about these like paragraphs that Scorpius says is that they're like because he is nerdy, right? It's like he's reciting facts in like right. the nerdy nerd way. But this is an odd subject um, <laughs> it's to an do odd, that. Like I don't know, talk about like frogs or something. I I don't want to hear about about like the salacious rumors about your like gothic novel that's happening in the background. It's very it's very weird. I know who you are. You're Albus Severus Potter, and I'm Scorpius Malfoy. Everyone thinks that my dad got cucked. So let's get that out of the way. <laughs> let's just get. We're all thinking it. Mm-hmm. I know. That, let's clear the air. Everyone thinks that Draco Malfoy had to watch while Voldemort fucked his wife. And that's, why I he want look, to... that's why he looks like that with the age makeup. <laughs> I put 10 years on him to see that. Just, oh, no. He hasn't cut his hair since. That's why he has a ponytail. Uh, to remember that fateful day where Voldemort, Voldemort got it in Astoria. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so th- <laughs> that is... That is a weird place for this scene to go immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, it's like the part where Rose walks away, and I remember thinking, like, oh, so I'm not going to understand her character at all. No. Bye. No, she, she leaves. I she mean, I leaves guess she's and... like childhood friend that, like, they, they go their own way once they go to school, right? That's my best. Yeah. My, that's what I got. Yeah. Um, because after this, we get into super duper play mode. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the train scene and the, the train station scene are very dialogue heavy. This is where I had to really start like stretching my, like, okay, this is a play muscles Mm -hmm. because the next few scenes here are like, like montages basically. Yeah. 
of 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 uh, Albus getting sorted into Slytherin and like his first year at school. And there's there's like one there's like a chorus, but it's like played by one character, and she it seems like this character is a real bitch. The, uh, <laughs> Polly Chapman. Polly Chapman, what the hell? Polly I think she's Chapman. the one spreading all those rumors. I think she, Polly Chapman is out here <laughs> saying that Voldemort has time travel and is fucking people's <laughs> wives. Oh. Polly, we, we gotta have... Who's the headmaster at the moment? We gotta have Polly, pull Polly Chapman aside and like, say, listen, you can't go around telling people that Voldemort time-traveled <laughs> and fucked their mom. It's just not... <laughs> it's not done. That's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I actually, I think that one of the contributions that J.K. Rowling did make that we know is that they were gonna make McGonagall the headmaster, and she was like, no, no. It's random name. Yeah, it's a new character, right? It's Yeah. I don't remember I've, the name. Uh Polly Chapman. It's not Craig Boker Jr. There's some real <laughs> Harry Potter names in here. Wait, na- names and spells is a hundred percent JK Rowling territory. Yeah, like, she's got those those ones. Yeah, Rose Chapman, Craig Boker Jr. Uh Carl Jenkins. Uh, who's the fucking headmaster? This is gonna drive me crazy. Is he, have we even seen them? No. Okay, yeah. We, I think that's we, just okay. the reason that McGonagall's not the headmaster. I don't even know if the person appears in this play. Yeah, I was just, like, looking through the names in these scenes. Uh, so, so Albus is having a bad time, but he's, he's friends with, uh, the Malfoy kid. And so he has a bad time at school because Polly Chapman is like haunting him throughout these montages where like he he's bad at flying uh he's bad at spells he's hanging out with a slytherin kid whose mom got fucked by by voldemort uh womp 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 so he's just having a bad first year Mm -hmm. um oh can i say something from the sorting scene that pissed me off oh sure it's rose saying thank dumbledore as like an as like a a new version of thank Merlin. Jesus. I did not even notice that. that oh my God. He like died. What? 20 years before this. <laughs> is he, is he God now? Sorry. That very small thing, I but didn't, I didn't notice that. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. Yeah, she gets sorted into, into Gryffindor. She says, thank Dumbledore. Sorry. Oh my god! That's just that's oh. like a very fandom styled nitpick, but I yeah, just like it's, no. I don't know. I hate that kind of thing. Just say a swear word in in, in a or fantasy. Or say the it's established fine. one, right? Like yeah. they do say thank Merlin and stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has a shit time at his first year of school. Yeah, so he he has a first, terrible first year at school, and it's, it's this is all happening. This sounds I, I'm I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay, I'm reading this, and if I have to imagine it the way it's written. I understand why this play is so loved by anyone who sees it, because if this is actually what they're doing, it sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Like all these scene transitions. Oh, I can I can picture it and it's cool, right? I mean, I, yeah. can't, I can't I don't know what they do, but I can yeah, imagine I, the spectacle of it and the like feeling of the like hustle and bustle and time passing and just like the fun Hogwarts stuff yeah. all just sort of happening in front of you with the yeah, Imogen Heat music playing. It's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 then, okay, 
at the train station, second year, Albus is, is not looking forward to going back to Hogwarts, and one Draco Malfoy sidles up to Harry Potter <laughs> in the middle of this montage and is like, my man, my guy, uh, your wife works at the newspaper, and you work at the government. Can you put something out there, maybe? It's like, Voldemort did not pump a dairy farm into my wife. Uh hated that can you can you get that out there harry's very wise in this scene he's very (laughs) harry sucks so bad like which is an amazing thing to say like in contrast to draco malfoy who like (laughs) was like an unrepentant nazi child in in the in the original books but like this is this feels like a very reasonable request on draco's part i have to say yeah but then harry's like haven't you ever heard of the streisand effect draco <laughs> He's right. You can't. You can't just break like breaking news. Breaking news. Voldemort did not fuck Draco Malfoy's wife. So stop talking about it. Stop saying it. It's Mal- not true. Astoria Malfoy did not do it doggy style sideways with Draco with uh, with Voldemort. It's it did just not, not happen. Did not happen. Voldemort. Voldemort did not pile drive Astoria <laughs> Greengrass while Draco Malfoy was watching. It just didn't happen. It didn't okay, ha- so stop. Couldn't happen, didn't happen. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he did not do it, okay? Please cease these rumors <laughs> that he looked like a turkey baster when he was finished. It was just not true, okay? <laughs> the masses will believe it. <laughs> the masses you can't tell them that draco uh because because the, the more you tell them something didn't happen the more they believe it will oh you uh, could get rita skeeter to write it because they'd be like oh if she's saying a salacious rumor didn't happen you know it didn't happen oh that mm, that's a good point it's a little bit of reverse psychology yeah he should have gone to rita that would have been better than harry harry is a loser harry is not gonna harry has no interest in in letting the people know that voldemort did not time travel just to bang your wife right and draco could sign up to rita skeeter in like a bar where they're like reading like newspapers and different booths to like exchange information <laughs> like i got a tip for you i got a tip for you voldemort did not fuck my wife voldemort did not have a tip for my wife. <laughs> so, uh, Albus's second year, also not very good, it sounds like. Mm-mm. This is a part of the play, I have to say, uh, that gets incredibly funny, because I think that the... Um, the cultural references that they dip into for like uh Harry talking to his kid here are maybe a little extreme. Mm. Like the 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 scene where in the middle of this montage Harry is like Albus this is very serious McGonagall McGonagall says that you're like doing like uh we need to talk about Kevin shit at school. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's a little grim in a way that I think is 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 a little much for Harry Potter. I have to say, like, it sounds like they're worried he's going to shoot Hogwarts up. It's just it's a, a little it's much. It's the theater. Everything has the to be theater. a little over the top. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, oh, you're isolated. You're withdrawing. You're, 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 you're you know, you know, it's something. Oh, you're in Slytherin. Yeah, that's you're reasonable, Slytherin. though. That's reasonable. Um, 
I do like how shitty Harry is. Yeah. I I, I think that Harry's uh, huge lie about, and, and to be fair, I, I think that this is maybe the, the, the biggest piece of justification for why they started with that very hated epilogue scene mm -hmm. is that in Deathly Hallows, it is treated as such a like, both a, a, a moment of maturity for Harry talking to his son um, and, and also like one, like one for the fandom, right? Like, like, like it's okay. It's time to stop picking on Slytherin, right? Like out Severus Snape was the bravest man I ever knew. Blah, blah, blah. Um, total horseshit from Harry as we <laughs> learned from the way he behaves in this play, like yeah. pull that out of his ass completely uh, to like get his kid to shut up. Basically. Shut up I and go to school. <laughs> just go to god i gotta get on gotta the bus go. i have work to do i've got to tell Dra i gotta answer this letter to draco about how, <laughs> how i don't care that voldemort didn't fuck his wife <laughs> i i um, wonder if slytherin will if they will even attempt to characterize it because that's something that i hadn't considered until right now that it is a thing that that Elvis is sorted into Slytherin, but there is no explanation, right? Like it's never like, Oh, he's being resourceful or being ambitious. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't think of any signals as to why he would be put there as opposed to any of the other houses. No, it's, it's turning him into the goth kid so far. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's like, that's real life Slytherin too. Like when people right, yeah. like, uh, were like, Oh, I'm in Slytherin. That's they're like, I like snakes and I'm an outcast and I'm goth. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, that is definitely the angle that cause he, cause like the, you know, there's this scene where he's like, Oh, McGonagall says you're withdrawn and isolated and, and acting creepy. And, and, and there's this description of him that he's, his eyes are getting sallow and he's, and he's moping and his hair is getting longer. Right. Like they're, 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 they're painting a picture of Albus having a bad time here in a way that is not really anything to do with him being like a natural Slytherin so far. He's going to the hot topic of Hogsmeade. Well, no, he's not. He oh, hates, right. Hogs hates Hogsmeade. He hates Hogsmeade. This is, I think the, I think the Hogsmeade scene, are we at that part yet? I think so. The, I think that's, that, that's my fandom klaxon alarms. Um, yeah. Part because yeah. I, I don't want to be unfair to people. I think it's fine if you don't like this or like have yeah, issues yeah. with it in some way, but I'm like, there's no way that someone who's super invested in Harry Potter and the, like the Harry Potter fantasy, like it had been so many years where the fantasy was literally like, where I didn't get my hogs Hogwarts letter. And like, I, I want to go to Hogwarts and be a wizard and get sorted. And it's all about the personality quizzes and finding out your Patronuses and your wand and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so to have the main character of this book show up at Hogwarts, be like, this shit sucks. Get his like Hogsmeade slip from Harry and like burn it and go like, I fucking hate Hogsmeade. Yeah. You loser. I yeah. hate you. I mean, like I, it's, it's kind of, spitting on the fantasy in a way or yeah. i guess a nicer way to put it is reframing it which is why i imagine i am enjoying it and the fandom does not yeah it, it, it's it's certainly again similar to the way that like the, the portraying the, these characters is like really boring adults <laughs> uh is uh 
is kind of bold in, in, in the sense that it's just, it's, it is, it, this is our main character. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Albus, Albus is our main character and he is, um, you know, we, we criticized Harry a lot reading these books as like not being invested enough in the fantasy and that like mm-hmm. he kind of, he kind of like stopped caring about like magic being real in book one. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Albus doesn't give a shit at all in the opposite direction where he's like this this shit sucks like like this <laughs> this is not for me i don't relate to any of this stuff there's almost a se- <laughs> I, I, I i we it's it's hard to speak to this until uh we read the whole play but there's mm-hmm. a part of me that's wondering if like the approach that jack thorne is taking to this is is personal in the sense that like this might be either a little bit of his, maybe his kids, I don't know, but, or, or like the, but the idea that like someone coming to Harry Potter late coming to this thing that means so much to someone. Uh, and in this case, the, you know, be, being Harry's son who, who doesn't give a shit about any of the adventures his dad went on. Right. Like, like it, there's a real sense of like feeling like the outsider to the franchise itself here mm-hmm. that I think, feels very pointed and very much like a real story right it's interesting i i um i'm very curious to see where the albus stuff specifically goes because his you're right like like just him defiantly saying like you know i fucking hate hogsmeade is is so it's crazy right like like no harry potter fan would say that Right, and uh, Harry or, or just want a says, character to say that. Yeah, and Harry just says right back to him, like, you, you've you never been there, right? But he, like, hates the idea of it, and is, like, mad at his dad. And I'm just, I mean, I think that's great. Um, and also, I think part of the reason I really sort of jived with the scene is because it's it feels like an answer to a lot of my problems. <laughs> like, I think a lot about how school is so centered in the story, right? And mm-hmm. and this moment where Harry is like remembering and making important a moment in his life to his son who doesn't care about it and is like, uh, the best time of my life was going to the shops when I was in high school, right? So like, <laughs> yeah, go I loved along going and have, to the store. Nothing better, right? And then having his kid <laughs> just be like, I I hate I hate that. That sucks. I want to go to Hot Topic. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 neat, and I think also just is a good, uh, a good a good moment for Harry as well. Just like not understanding the problem here, like yeah, to, like 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 Harry, Harry Harry is like the 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 way Harry is a bad dad here feels very well realized. I think like he's not like you know he's not like an asshole or anything. He's not like. Uh, being a jerk to his kid or whatever, but he just doesn't get that his kid is not him, right? And just like cannot, cannot wrap his head around the idea of of his kid like not having it in him to like live the exact same life he did, right? Like it's 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 a it's a good moment, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Scorby's, his mom is dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, no, no longer can anyone. Can, Polly Chapman will be getting called into the principal's office the second that she makes another joke about. Uh, uh, oh, fifty Voldemort. house points at least for that. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You you cannot 
describe in detail how Voldemort was going to town on Scorpius's mom. She just died. She okay? just died. Yeah, she's died. So that's that's enough of that out of you. Polly Chapman's p- parents are going to get called in <laughs> in school suspension. Not good. <laughs> um, Lily gets sorted into Lily Potter, who is another of Harry's kids. They're just pumping these things out, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, she gets sorted into Gryffindor for v- further cementing that Scorpius is just, he's having a bad time. He's with the this. odd man out. He's the odd man out in this family. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says to his friend Scorpius, who even Scorpius is like, why are you being such a weirdo, man? Like, just be happy, <laughs> happy for your sister. Yeah. Uh, and and Albus says, you know, I didn't choose. You know that I didn't choose to be his son. Uh, dun dun dun. Um, yeah. We kind of leave Hogwarts for a bit now. Um, stuff is get, about to get wacky. Stuff is about to get wacky. Stuff is about to get weird. Uh, the plot has to happen now. Yeah. Um, Harry. And Hermione are hanging out late at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not. I am embarrassed to admit. Uh, I read this whole scene the first time, forgetting that it was Harry and Ginny who got married, <laughs> and I thought that this was husband. <laughs> and, I thought this was a husband and wife conversation. <laughs> Alas, it is Harry and friend. Harry and friend. Harry uh, and boss. Sister-in-law. No. Wait. Friend-in-law. Sister. I get really confused. They're not Ron, related. Well, yeah, but Ron and Ginny are. Oh, right. okay. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. How would this work? Okay, hold on. I'm, 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 I'm entering my mind palace. I'm, I'm J.K. Rowling, <laughs> and I care a lot about genealogy. Sister-in-law okay, so... once removed. I just made that up. Something, <laughs> something like that. Step, <laughs> so, so, so his, his wife's brother is married to Hermione. Which mm-hmm. would make her is that a is friend that a in law friend in law is that a cousin I is that or is that that's it's just something. like not that's a, that I'm yeah, I'm I so had, stupid I, I am moment. so stupid <laughs> I had this moment because I think that Rose and Elvis were like saying they were cousins and I was like how and then and then I remembered Ginny I forget Ginny really easily. <laughs> yeah yeah so does like the franchise really, really easily yeah um th- that was also confusing because they were calling ron uncle but was that like is, he, yeah. is that just because he's cool you know he's like no he's he like, is the uncle right but he is because it's jenny's brother jenny i am yep nothing uncle, makes uncle ron, me feel the jokester. stupider than this <laughs> uncle ron the jokester Uncle Ron, the jokester, who married the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Riddler and the Joker, together at last. Yep. There we go. Um, so Harry is like, hey, uh, Theodore Knott, remember that guy? The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Theodore Knott, who was one of the Death Eaters who would get mentioned sometimes in the books. We found that guy. He's in custody, and he has a crazy time turner. Um, that's not like the time turners that we destroyed. Uh, it's, it's, uh, cause we got rid of all the time turners after your little adventures. Um, and it's just why we're telling, which is why, uh, Draco wants me to tell the world that <laughs> put out a special <laughs> bulletin announcing that he did not get cuckolded <laughs> by Voldemort. 
but little do we know there actually is a time turner. It's actually such a powerful time turner that it can go back further in time and actually could allow for someone to fuck somebody's wife in the uh, past. The evidence is really piling up. The evidence is mounting <laughs> that in fact maybe the reason Harry refuses to to put out this special headline has nothing to do with it being possible, but maybe he believes that it is in fact possible that Voldemort could have gone back <laughs> you can't, in time. You can't prove it didn't happen. <laughs> you can't so... prove it didn't happen. The burden of proof is now on Draco mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, but Hermione comes in and is like, strange things are happening. The, the giants are moving and the werewolves are moving. We lost the werewolves. We lost the This This, I think, is the silliest part of the play. Uh-huh. Because this doesn't sound like, you know, like the president talking about, like, intelligence they just got or whatever. This sounds like Lord of the Rings. It's like, ah, the Ents are on the move. <laughs> a, 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 a phalanx of orcs was spotted on the, in the highlands. It's like, <laughs> what do you mean the giants are moving? Like, they walk around. Don't they? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> it's Britain. It's not that big of a giant. And it's a giant. If a giant like started walking, I don't know, he'd be in like London in 20 minutes, probably. What do you mean they're on the move? Like, they got big long legs. Yeah, it's not like a Roman army is like descending on Gaul or whatever. <laughs> um uh nonetheless, there, you know, there's all over Europe. Weird, weird stuff is happening, and and Theodore not had this crazy time turner. Uh, do you think that they were all going to go watch Voldemort fuck Astoria <laughs> Greengrass? They're like, I gotta get in on this. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, we got it. We gotta do this. We we gotta. I gotta take take. You know, I I'm, I gotta be in out there in the shit. Well, yeah, because because Hermione's like, you would know all this if you did your paperwork. And yeah. I imagine that he must have a piece of paper on his desk that's like, the giants are moving. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's actually a form that the giants have to turn in when they're <laughs> on the move. And you just... <laughs> yeah, we've got, like, passport records and stuff. You should just, like, look at... You should do your job, because you are a desk cop, Mr. Potter. They're um, trying to register their new property taxes um, where they're moving. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Harry's answer is like, I gotta be out there. I can't, I can't do paperwork if I don't have boots on the ground. Yeah, so Master Chief Harry is back. Um, mm -hmm. And Hermione's like, okay, okay, man, you gotta chill. Have a, have a piece of candy and, and, and chill out about this. Um, and do your paperwork, please. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a little bit of a conversation about like what 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 their family life is 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 like. I guess Ron and Hermione are like off sugar. Uh, yeah, see, I thought it was Harry and Ginny that were Harry, off sugar, or, but maybe they both maybe are. they all are. Are they having like a sugar not having that, competition? It's that's just adult life. Yeah, this oh this this feels like like it's funny to be reading these characters talking about this, but it, this is like this feels like it's a conversation ripped out of like Jack Thorne's personal life, right? Like this is this is very much like yeah, this is what couples in their forties are like. It's uh, it's relatable. Like uh, we in our group chat have like the Wordle uh, yeah. server now, which. Um, you know, we're all, we're all doing like the Scrabble game. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all off sugar. So <laughs> we're all off sugar. We're all, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm switching to diet and I'm doing word puzzles with my friends in the yep, group that's, chat. That's just being a grown up. Yep. That's being an adult. Um, but I wish I could be out there in the shit. 
I gotta be out there. I gotta be out there. That's pod. That's what podcasting. We're out there. We're out, <laughs> we're out there right now. We're out there. We're recording. We're <laughs> with the, sh- the shit we've seen in the waveforms. You wouldn't fucking believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Now on to the best scene. Okay. Oh, actually, no. I guess it's not quite the best scene yet. This is the most insane scene next. Sure. Uh, which is uh, Amos Diggory appearing in the middle of the night to <laughs> bother Harry about his dead son. Love this shit. This is this wild. is the dra- this is the drama I crave, right? Like this is so absurd. It's so stupid, and yet. There's like a kernel of CW drama that I like, which is a character knocking on the door to start some shit. Yeah, this this minor character who I who's basically <laughs> not been mentioned since his son died in book four uh-huh. is here. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. He's got he's got a, a caretaker with him, and he's like Harry Potter, you motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh you have got and what is it he is he, I I I need to re re scan my notes here. Uh he wants he heard he heard about the magical time turner somehow. Rumor that, on the streets. Rumor. It's like those boards in an RPG. Like there's rumors tacked up on, or you can like ask ask the barman and, and you have like a drop down and there's two things on the drop down. One there, I heard there was a time turner. I heard that the, brings you back for more longer than an hour. Perhaps Voldemort used it to fuck <laughs> Drefo Malfoy's wife. <laughs> and 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 Amos is like, wait a minute. If if it could send you back far enough in time to fuck Astoria Greengrass, oh my god, it might be able to take me back in, in time enough to save my son. Um, this is. I get, like, that this is supposed to be sort of, like, sad, and it is, but the absurdity of the situation that is presented here is, is, it is so over the top that I can't help but laugh. Like, this, he feels like, uh, I, this feels like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force plot or something, (laughs) I don't know, like, this old man just appearing, he's, like, super cranky, he's like, we gotta go back in time to save my son, it's just, it's really, Okay, but that's Novel Brain. That's true. Yeah, true. You're right. That's I'm in novel. novel. In a play, it's like dark, and then the like lights come on slowly. And yeah. You're in like a room yeah. at nighttime, and then there's like a loud knock on the door. And then Amos Diggory That's is the there. Theater. He's like, "We gotta go back in time and save my son." <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, That's... you motherfucker. <laughs> That's normal at the theater. My son died. Harry, you have a magical time turner. You've got it. We've got to go. We've got to go get him right now. <laughs> um, I mean, there's all <laughs> this feels like it's a curb your enthusiasm scene or something. Cause it's like Harry and this guy are arguing at the door. Uh, his kid is like watching from the landing. Then uh, Delphi like appears on the stairs as well. Who's uh, Delphi Diggory? Who is who is this caretaker slash niece of Amos? She appears. This is the this was like the most theater moment because mm-hmm. I can just see it right. Like I've not seen anything from the play, but I can see like the spotlight turning on, and it's the woo there she is moment, right? Like it's, yeah, it's uh-huh. it's it's the it's the big applause moment. I'm sure. Uh, here's the <laughs> here's the 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 weird hot twenty something here to like. Uh, B Tonks 2.0 for this story. 
Yeah, I don't want to dance around this at all. Um, one of the like primary things that makes people go fucking insane about being mad about this play is people um, hate Delphi. Yeah. Hate, like beyond even just being like, I don't think Voldemort would have sex because he's never experienced love. Um, they hate her. Like, it's like, oh, she's a Mary Sue. Like, um, you know, because she's like the, she's, she's Tonks, right? But it's like, she has a cool tattoo and she's got purple hair with silver tips. And that all makes sense to me because it's a play and yeah. you need the person to stand out on the yeah. stage, right? Period. Need, I mean, it's the, the anime thing. You need main character syndrome. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but but again, my like fandom klaxons went off at the description of her because it's very brief and it just says, um, "Delphi, twenty something, determined and quirky." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just can feel the like hackles raised from people, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like it, it is it is very funny because it is very out of place for Harry Potter. I think. Um, in in or at least. Like, Tonks was a very beloved character because mm -hmm. I think Tonks really was, for a lot of people, like, the standard bearer for that kind of character, right? Mm, that's a good point. Um, and, and, like, I, 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 I just think a lot of... And, and like, she wasn't. I, I, she certainly was not, like, the first, like, hot woman with uh, oddly colored hair, like, in a story, right? But, like... I, I well, think like for the generation that grew up on Harry Potter might be the first that's exposure to exactly that. right. Like the first exposure to like this archetype. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that maybe there's, there's either a sense that like, Oh, this is like a pretender to the throne, right? Like, like you can't be Tonks. Uh, or it's a sense of like that, that as much as I like Tonks, that is such a mid two thousands character archetype, <laughs> right? Like very, very mid two thousands. Um, and and doing it again in what twenty sixteen when this play came out, I could I could see people maybe having a little bit of a like really like like response to this. Um, yeah. To which I say it's a play, right? Like yeah, it, I'd be like that's big time novel brain in yeah. my opinion. You're yeah. gonna you, you the characters are just gonna be over the top. That's just that's just how it is. You've you've got you've got two you've got two normal like you've already got your two normal Harry Potter characters. You have Albus and Scorpius. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the wacky one. Like that that's this is how we this is how we do it, right? Like like there's no you can't if it wasn't Delphi, it would be someone else, right? Like there would be like Robo Hagrid or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you, you you would have a weird character in this, like absolutely. I wish it was Robo Hagrid. <laughs> Robo Hagrid would be pretty cool. Um, but Delphi appears and she immediately strikes up this rapport with uh, with Albus. Um, hmm. she, cause she's because she's a little she's a little wacky. Um, uh, and and uh, like the like the play says, a little quirky. Quirky, mm -hmm. quirky, hot twenty something is here to, uh, to sow the seeds of adventure. She um, she shows up immediately, um, understands and explains Albus's problem to him and says, "Come to the old folks' home. <laughs> come to the come to where come to where this cranky old man lives. If you want to come to the old folks' home sometime, feel free. Feel free." It just sowing those seeds. Uh, and uh, uh, there's 
there you know she 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 really uh, uh uh like leans on how relatable she is to Albus as well she's like ah oh, they used to make fun of me at school too like ah oh, they there there's they used to say there's nothing there isn't a hole she couldn't dig herself into like she's just really uh um I'm uh, just like you, kid. I'm just my, like you, kid. Yeah. My parent, my, you know, I'm around this guy that lives in the past. I bet you would might know what that's like. <laughs> she's going licorice pizza mode with Alvis here. There. Uh huh. Uh, that she's immediately striking up the, this this rapport with him. And is like, come on, you want to go on this adventure with me, right? Um, and uh, Harry finally gets this this old this cranky old man off his doorstep. Delphi has to go. Uh. But uh, Amos then says, like, the theme of the story right here on his way out. The once great Harry Potter, now a stone cold Mm, ministry man. I will leave you in peace. Is peace is the right word for it. Whoa. Whoa. And then they leave. Big stuff. Big. A lot of intrigue. Big stuff. Now we get to the best scene in the story. This is the best scene. This Honestly, is... unironically, I love this yeah, shit. This again, rocks. again, it's it's the CW drama that I crave. And like, really, I, I think that reading Harry Potter the main series, we were we were thirsty in the damn desert for some drama. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, we needed some. And this is also a scene that I like knew about. And I think like, we even read it we on, read, the, on yeah. the podcast. We might or have. Or at least parts of it. Yeah. Or, or yeah, we're like read like a Reddit reaction to it that went into detail. Like, I recognize this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And out of context, it really does sound nuts, right? Like, it, it, it is it is a, 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 a weird moment. But I think after reading the rest of this play and getting to this, I think this works uh, entirely. Yeah, I think in a vacuum, because I remember my reaction, I was like, wow, they sure uh, made Harry sound like an asshole. And then reading it this time, I was like, oh, they made Harry an asshole, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Harry has given, like, pre-Hogwarts trip gifts to his children. Uh-huh. Uh, he gave Lily some magic wings. He... I think those were from Ron. Oh, those were from, yes, the the wings are from Jokester. Ron. Yes, yes. Uh, he gave, but he gave his other son uh, the invisibility cloak. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, he gave James. What? Okay, that's crazy, though. Yeah. Just kidding. He's an asshole. I understand it now. Yeah, Harry's a fucking asshole. He give he gave he gave his he gave the the favorite son the favorite son named James. Come on. Yeah, favorite son named James gives him the invisibility cloak. That's goes up trauma. to Albus's Ooh. room with this fucking blanket and is like, yeah. I'm going to give this to you. It's always also such horse shit. This this thing he is saying here is something we've not like. And like there was ample and I think on purpose, right? There's ample room in this play to show him doing this, right? Uh-huh. Uh, show him caring about this object. But he says, like, this is the last thing I have for my mom. The only thing I was it was it, I was giving it to the Dursleys wrapped in this. Uh, anytime I wanted luck, I found it and just tried to hold it. Which we've <laughs> never seen him do that in this play. Right. Like, like he is he has not mentioned this like blanket that means a lot to him once. Right. Uh, and even if it does mean something to him, it means something to him giving it to Albus. 
Like, I don't blame Albus for having this reaction, really. No, the setup is so fucking good, too, because you can just, like, imagine it. Because he, like, I don't think it's like he doesn't like his kid, right? But he's not the favorite kid, and it's like their relationship is sort of falling apart. And he's like, fuck, I don't know my kid at all. What do I do? What do I do? And the thing he thinks about is, like, thing that is important to me, I'm going to make it important to you. Yeah. That does not work. Yeah, he and, and he's like, oh, maybe we could go visit my mom's grave together. And he's like, what are you fucking talking? Like, like what? what, what? <laughs> wow, yeah, that's really going to motivate this kid. Yeah. I feel like this is actually a really, like, this is a great scene, especially following the the Amos scene where he, you know, he, he says the theme out loud or whatever. <laughs> but, but Harry says something incredible here there's an incredible setup and payoff here Mm. where you know uh, albus is just not not having it he doesn't care about this blanket he he's he's you know he's he's immediately calling harry on this bullshit like like this this is a gift for you this isn't for me and harry says i'm not going to rise to your bait albus potter never a situation you want to be put in with your teenage son no. And then <laughs> Harry immediately rises to the bait right after that. Like, just just absolutely gets owned by this child. Should we read this part? Absolutely. I feel like that's something we have to do. Yeah. Because it's a play, right? Yeah. Do you want to be Harry or Albus? I'll be, um, uh, I'll be Albus. I'll, I'll, I'll be Albus in this one. All right. I'm going to start it. I'm not going to rise to your bait. Um, I'm not going to rise to your bait, Albus Potter. The poor orphan who went on to save us all, so may I say, on behalf of all wizarding kind, how grateful we are for your heroism. Should we bow now or will a curtsy do? Albus, please. You know I've never wanted gratitude. But right now I'm overflowing with it. It must be the kind gift of this moldy blanket that did it. Moldy blanket? What did you think would happen? We'd hug, I'd tell you I always loved you. What? What? You know what? I'm done with being made responsible for your unhappiness. At least you've got a dad, because I didn't, okay? (laughs) And you think that was unlucky? I don't. You wish me dead? No, I just wish you weren't my dad. (laughs) Well, there are times I wish you weren't my son. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, shit, I didn't mean that. Ah, he he doesn't say ah, He said he wasn't going to take the bait. I'm not going to take the bait, I say, right before I get baited really hard (laughs) by my 14-year-old son. Yeah. Yeah.